It's great to be here with you this morning and to be able to share something of God's Word with you again. Uh, I'd like to just open in prayer before I do so. So let's just do that now. Father, we thank you for being able to come once again to your Word. We thank you that your Word is sent to instruct us. It's sent to challenge us. It's sent to change us. And it's sent to equip us and mold us into everything that you want us to be. And so, Father, today we want to open our hearts, we want to open our minds to receive what you have to say to us. And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us through your Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 14, uh, we read the following words. It says that God sent Jesus Christ and that He gave Himself to redeem us from all wickedness, or we could say to bring us out from under the power of wickedness, the power of sin, and out from under a life of sin. And then it carries on and says, and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. I want to just draw your attention to that word purify. He sent Jesus Christ to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. So what we can see here is that when God sent Jesus Christ and when the Lord went to the cross, he didn't just have in his mind the forgiveness of our sins, although that was very much a part of it. He also had in his mind our complete transformation, our redemption from the power of wickedness, and our purification so that we would become everything that God desired us to be. This is what discipleship is all about. Discipleship is about us becoming like Jesus Christ, being molded into His image. And becoming a disciple is really a commitment that we make to let God mold us and shape us and fashion us into that image. It's birthed from a desire that we would be everything that God wants us to be, that we would become what He's called us to be. That's what discipleship is all about, and that's what becoming a disciple is all about. And so, discipleship involves this process of learning and changing, or we could say repentance and confirmation to what God has called us and created us to be. Today, this is what I want to speak about. Let's just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to read two passages of Scripture today. I want you to hear the, the, the Word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we're going to read from verse 14 through to verse 1 of chapter 7. It says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, 
Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of the reverence of God. The second passage I want to read is from 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 1 to 11. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 to 11. It says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection or brotherly love, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election for if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What wonderful passages of Scripture we read today. Both of these passages are addressed to believers, just like you and I, to disciples of Jesus Christ. And there are many such passages throughout the writings of the apostles. The writings of the apostles are filled with similar kinds of exhortations. Exhortations to take the matters of God seriously in our lives, to take this process of discipleship that we have been called into and that we have chosen to embark on seriously. In these two passages we see of Paul speaking about getting rid of things in our lives that do not conform to what God desires. Things that are against what He wants in our lives. Things that stand opposed to God. And so we see Him saying that we need to have no part in the deeds of darkness. We need to have no part in the things that unbelievers do and the things that unbelievers value that are against the, the will of God we should have no part of. We see Peter speaking of adding things in. So Paul is talking about getting rid of things in our lives 
that are not from God. And then we see Peter talking about adding things into our lives that come from God. So Paul is speaking to us about not conforming to this world. He's speaking about purifying ourselves from everything that contaminates, everything that, that it corrupts both our body and our spirit, every impurity in our lives, everything that's not consecrated to God, that is not devoted to Him, that is not set apart for Him, that does not serve His purposes, that does not serve His glory and advance His kingdom in our lives. And then Peter is telling us to add to our faith. And this is a very important point. Our faith is precious. We have, as, he, as Peter says here, we have received a precious faith through the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But what he's saying is this faith that we have, the, the place that we've come to where we believe in the Lord Jesus, where we've made this commitment by faith to follow Him, to be His disciples, to learn from Him, is not where it ends. And so he says here, we need to add to our faith. And he gives us seven things that we need to add to our faith. The first one that he talks about is goodness. Or we could say moral excellence. That's what that word goodness refers to. Moral excellence. It speaks to a character that is perfect or good. A character that is right. A character that has great virtue. And the second thing is knowledge. I believe this is referring specifically to the knowledge of God. To the knowledge that comes from the scriptures. That comes from the word of God. That is imparted to us through the Scriptures, by the Holy Spirit. The third thing that he says we need to add to our faith is self-control. Then he talks about perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness. And then lastly, he talks about love. And so what we see Peter giving us here is we see him giving us almost like a recipe. You know, when we have a recipe, we're told to add all these different ingredients in so that what comes out is this delicious, beautiful meal. And what Peter is telling us here is that if we will take these virtues, these characteristics, and we will add them to our faith, what will come out is a life that is in accordance with the very nature and life of Jesus Christ. It'll be exactly what God wants us to be. And he tells us here to make every effort to do this. You see, this process of discipleship that we have embarked on is not something that we can just uh, go through flippantly or lightly. We have to take it seriously. Our Christian walk is something that we have to pay attention to. It's something that we have to be devoted to. It's something that we have to put um, effort into. We have to be diligent about. And this is what Peter is saying here. And I think you can hear the, the emphasis that he's putting on this very fact. He says that if we will do this, what will happen is our lives will become fruitful and effective in our knowledge of God. And you know that as disciples of Jesus Christ, this is what God has called us to be. He's called us to be fruitful. He's called us to be effective in our knowledge of Him. And uh, this means that we need to be seeking that. We need to be desiring that. 
we need to be desiring that we would be able to bring glory to the Lord in every aspect of our lives. That every part of our being would bring glory and honor and praise to His name. He also tells us that if we, if we will do this, we will not stumble. There will not be a time that we come where we stumble and we fall away from the faith that we hold this precious faith that we hold in Jesus Christ. He also tells us that if we will do this, it will guarantee us a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I often think about that day when I will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, when I will look into His eyes, when I will see His face. And I often think about what that day will be like. That day when we will stand in His presence and we will stand in the midst of His glory. That day when the angels will be all around. I mean, it's going to be a day like no other day. And I often think about it and ask myself, how will the Lord look at me? And how will He view my life? How will He view my devotion to Him? The way that I have responded to Him, my attitude to Him. The attitudes and responses that I had to him while I was here in the flesh. Here Peter is giving us this recipe, this foolproof recipe, that if we will follow, if we will, if we will do exactly as he said, if we will be diligent in it, when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, we will not be ashamed. We will not have our eyes cast down. We will not have any regrets, but we will be able to stand before him and receive this rich welcome into His eternal kingdom. I don't know about you, but that's the way I want to be uh, welcomed into the kingdom. That's the kind of entrance I want to have into the kingdom of God. And I'm sure that that's what you all want as well. Here Peter is giving us the key. He's giving us the way. He's giving us this recipe to make sure, to ensure that this is what we have. Peter goes on and he says, on the other side, that anyone who doesn't have these qualities in his life in increasing measure has actually forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. And you know, I, I believe that it's easy for us as believers to, to slip into that place where we're, we're no longer growing in the Lord, where we're sort of just coasting along, we're, we're freewheeling, we've taken our foot off the pedal as it were, we're in neutral gear, and we're not really focused on the things of God. And this is the challenge that I want to bring to you today. Is that as disciples of Jesus Christ, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, people who have committed our lives to becoming like Him, I believe that we need to check our lives and ask ourselves, have we taken the foot off the, off our foot off the pedal? Have we slipped into neutral gear? You know, during this time where we've not been able maybe to meet as frequently as we would have wanted to, maybe it's been easy to do this. It's easy for us to become consumed with the affairs of this life, to allow the cares of this life or even the pleasures of this life to come in and choke the Word of God in us. And what happens as we begin to lose the, the sharpness that we should have in our walk with the Lord Jesus. In a way, we could say we begin to fall asleep. 
our eyes, our spiritual eyes begin to become uh, covered over. We begin to become blinded and nearsighted. We forget where we've come from. We forget that we've been cleansed from our past sins. And so we no longer have the intensity, the fervency, the devotion, the desire to become all that God wants us to be. And so the challenge today, I believe that the Lord is wanting to bring each and every one of us, is a challenge once again to begin to pursue what, the perfection that God wants in our, in our lives. And when I talk about perfection, I'm talking about the, the completion, the maturity, the Christ-likeness, the ongoing uh, movement towards uh, being like Jesus, towards what we've read about today where our lives are being cleansed from everything that contaminates our body and our spirit, and where the things of God, the attributes of God, the characteristics and nature of God are being added in, in increasing measure into our lives. Let's today commit ourselves afresh to becoming all that God has called us to be. Let's see ourselves in the light of what God has called us to be and what He has made us to be in Christ. As Paul said, we are the temples of the living God. That means that God Himself, by His Spirit, dwells in us. Do we see ourselves that way? Do we see ourselves as those that God has called to be the light of the world? Those that God has called to be the salt of the earth? Those that He has called to represent His name? to be His ambassadors in the earth? Do we see ourselves the way God has called us to be? When we see ourselves that way, and we begin to live our lives in accordance with what He's called us to be, I think we'll begin to see ourselves becoming fruitful. We'll begin to see ourselves uh, having an influence and impact upon people's lives, not just because we're preaching to them, but just because of the way that we are, our demeanor, our attitudes, our responses to things, the way we talk, the way we conduct ourselves, that is what I believe God is wanting us to, to um, devote ourselves afresh to today, that we would devote ourselves to diligently pursuing Christ-likeness, maturity, that we would devote ourselves to learning about Christ, to adding our, these things, these characteristics into our lives. Let's not be disciples of Jesus Christ, or we could say Christians, in name only. That's not what it's about. Let's be Christians and disciples in practice. Let's give ourselves wholeheartedly to these things. And I believe that as we do this, we're going to see God becoming more real to us. We'll see the Spirit of God filling our lives, taking control of our lives, using our lives in ways that we couldn't even believe is possible. God wants us, and He wants us for His purposes. He wants us for His kingdom. He wants us to be instruments that He can use. None of us, none of us, have come from a place that is too far, too low, where God cannot do this in each and every one of us. So let's just consider today, are there areas in our lives maybe where we've compromised? Are there areas in our lives where 
we, are, we have things in our lives that are taking our, away our devotion from the Lord, that are keeping us from uh, seeking His face, that are keeping us from being people that pray, keeping us from studying His Word. Do we have a, a desire in our hearts to become what Jesus wants us to become? Are we living as disciples of Christ? Or have we become preoccupied with this life? Are our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ? Are our minds set on things above? Or are they set on the things of this earth? Are we looking for His coming? Are our eyes set on what God has promised? Are we living with that hope of what God has told us He has prepared for us very firmly in the very front of our minds? Are we walking in the light of His Word? I want to challenge you today. If you're not, if you don't feel that you are, make that choice today. Make that change today. Just recommit and rededicate yourself to this kind of a life. This is the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ. The time of this age is coming to an end. This age is drawing to a close. We are living very near to the coming of the Lord. And so church today, I believe the Lord really wants us to contemplate and be serious with this contemplation. How devoted, how serious, how diligently are we approaching the things of God? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you have sent your Son, Jesus Christ, into this world to redeem us from all wickedness, to purify us, to make us your very own people who are eager to do what is good, eager to serve you, eager to represent your name and bring glory and honor and praise to you in this earth. Thank you, Father, that this is your plan, that we should become like Jesus Christ in every way, that we should grow up in all things to be like him. Thank you for calling us to be his disciples. And thank you, Father, for bringing us into a new life, a life, Father, where we are being constantly challenged and constantly called to change, to address issues, to, to be conformed to your image, the image of Christ. And so, Father, as we hear your word today, I pray that you would help us not to be hearers of it alone, but also to be those that take it and put it into practice. Father, help us to take the passages that we read, Lord, and to do what they have told us to do. Because, Father, it is our desire that when we stand in your presence and we stand before your throne and before your glory to receive, Lord, from you what is due to us for things that have been done in the body, I ask, Lord, that we would be able to receive that rich welcome. That we would have lives that are full of fruitfulness, full of effectiveness. And that, Lord, we would have great joy and pleasure as we stand in your presence on that day. So we commit ourselves, Father, afresh today to be diligent, 
to be diligent in seeking your face, to be diligent in studying your word, in learning what the scriptures reveal to us, in being true disciples of Jesus Christ, to being conformed to his likeness. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the Holy Spirit to help us and to walk with us and to work in us as we dedicate ourselves to this process. Thank you for this. Thank you for your grace, which is sufficient for us. We thank you for it and we bless your name. Amen. Well, it's been great to be with you and to share God's word with you today. I pray that these words would just encourage you. They would inspire you and that you would take them to heart. May God keep you. May he bless you. May he make his face shine on you. And may he give you an abundance of grace and peace as you continue to seek to follow him and to become all that he has created you and called you to be. God bless.